Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Rich? Man, what it do, Sid? Man, it's, it's still still got us a while to get back here, but we back. Uh, we got two weeks of football to, to look back on at this point. So let's start where we always start, man. New Orleans Saints, uh, one and one after two games. Let's start with where we started, which was in Atlanta. Um, a very, a very interesting 27 to 26 victory over the Falcons in week one. Um, man, what, what are your takes on, on that game? Even now that we're two weeks removed from it, but, uh, from how that game played out from players that stood out, you know, uh, units that were disappointing or not disappointed during that game just, what was your outlook of that one? Definitely didn't go how I expected it. Uh, I knew it, Atlanta, with all the options they would run, it would kind of take away from the advantage of our defense, which is a veteran defense, being at the right place at the right time, doing their assignments, not blowing coverages down the field. Uh, I think that's our strengths. And, you know, Atlanta's not coming in nobody's building trying to air it out necessarily. Uh, yeah. You know, you're going to see a lot, a lot of runs and – uh, a lot of options and, uh, you know, you got the count for Mariota not getting outside the pocket, things of that nature. So they basically just slowed the game down, but they were able to move the chains and score a couple touchdowns uh, in the process of it. And I think that's what made it so hard for us to climb back in that game, although we did come back and win. Uh, yeah. Offensively, um, we struggled and it started in the trenches. We couldn't protect Jameis Winston to me, neither game, uh, the first or second game. I don't like the, the protection. Uh, against Tampa, it was a little bit more expected. But uh, the Falcons, they necessarily don't have that guy on the line that, you know, just demands a double team outside of Garrett. I mean, he's a household name by now. But, mm -hmm. you know, I really didn't think he would give our offensive line that much trouble. And Atlanta got to Jameis Winston early and often, and that kind of dictated the game. Uh, Elvin Kamara was, was kept in check. Uh, him and Michael Thomas definitely didn't have rhythm. Um, Jarvis Landry was such a bright spot to me in that Atlanta game. I didn't expect for his production to be that high. Uh, when I saw that, it made me feel very good moving forward in the season. But uh, I think Jarvis Landry was one of the bright spots uh, offensively. Uh, we, we got to get dirty, man. We got to get more physical. Right now, I just feel like we're a pure finesse, timing type of offense. And we just have to get more aggressive. And uh, to me, that was missing, you know, versus Atlanta. Although, like I said, we did come back and win. Yeah, um, the offense is definitely the – well, no, because, okay, for me, the defensive <clears> – <throat> the front seven was very disappointing to me in that Atlanta game. Um, the fact that Atlanta, like you say, of course, with Mariota, you expect, you know, to have to account for the quarterback moving about, but – for to, to allow 120 yards to Cordero Patterson. Um and that and it wasn't just these gaping holes that were that were opening up and being offered out there to him. The fact that man he's out here bringing it to guys. He's running over players. He's you know he's getting those tough yards. That was very uh disappointing to me to see right out the gate for a defense who over what four or five years now is one of the top, if not the top rushing defense uh, in the league. So that, that gave me concern, uh, right off bat. And as you mentioned, uh, the offensive line, man, uh, Atlanta, I mean, you got to give 
their front, you know, their front for some credit. But man, that was that was a, a poor effort by our offensive line through what two and a half quarters uh, of that game. And for the offense in general, for two and a half quarters of that game, they looked well. For three quarters of that game, they looked pedestrian. Um, and we can't and hey, it's oh we got off to a slow start, but we can't afford to do that most weeks. Like if if that was any team other than Atlanta, we would have lost week one. Easily. <laughs> Easily. And um, oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were oh, done. I was I was just about to say, yeah. So the receivers, um the the offense that we did see in the fourth quarter of that game is the offense we expect to see or expected to see coming into the season. Um and once we get to last week's, you know, matchup with Tampa Bay, we're going to discuss how we still not seeing that offense. Uh, but uh, it, it was good to be able to see the potential of what the offense can be, you know, during that last quarter of the game. So the receiving core was definitely a bright spot, not just Jarvis and Andrew, but Michael Thomas looking like Michael Thomas. Uh, Chris Olave's out there, you know, being able to, to get open and, and come down with some balls. Um and then for me, man, P. Warner. I know we talked about oh, it off air a little bit, but P. Warner, bro. 13, they... ta- 13 <laughs> tackles, P. Warner. Put some respect on that, man. <laughs> the, the faith that this staff had throughout the offseason in P. Warner, even when he was dealing with injuries and not being able to practice consistently, them feeling like he was really that guy. Um, week one was a huge statement for him. And, he, and once he, he followed up with a great performance in week two as well. But that he was definitely a bright spot because we hadn't seen him. We didn't yeah. see him for a lot of training camp. Of course, we didn't see him for preseason games. So for him to come out and, and show out, that was that was definitely a good thing to see. Absolutely, man. And I just wanted to touch on on the the rushing yards that we gave up. I don't want to say it's acceptable by any means, but when you think about the lack of offense that we had the first half, that's just extra possessions that we gave to Atlanta's offense. So mm-hmm. if we were able to move the ball, that 122 or whatever Cordell Patterson went for, that easily could have been minimized, and we will have another game where we didn't allow one guy to rush over 100 yards under our belt. So I'm not too concerned about the run-stopping defense or our run defense. I just think because the offense done nothing, it just gave them all those extra, you know, possessions to, you know, get yards. Tampa got the same possession. Well, the only, when they came out of there, what, 20 yards? But, see, we, but once again, Tampa is more of an ideal style offense. We're not worried about Tom Brady getting outside the pocket. When he yeah, had... We, yeah, and me and you had this conversation off air, too. The accounting for Mariota being a running quarterback, he doesn't excuse Cordell Patterson getting 120 yards in 22 attempts. Not for me. If you think about it, if you think about it, the they last weren't out there running the triple option. So I don't, that's not the last, not, the last two seasons we played the Eagles and it mm-hmm. looked almost similar to what, what Jalen Hurts did against us. A lot of keepers, a lot of extending plays, picking up three, four yards on the scramble, come back to the option, give it off to Miles Sanders. Miles, I was about to say, but the difference was Miles Sanders was not there going for 120. I think Miles Sanders did. Hurts was going over 100. Uh, no, nah, Miles think, Sanders ain't going over 100 yards against us. No Eagles running back is going over 100 yards against us. I the last 100-yard rush against us was... Uh, Miles Sanders bust a big, long run on us, and I think that put him over 100 yards rushing. Him yeah, and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook 
for sure, because that was a and, playoff game. And I'm telling you, I think um, it was almost 100. I don't think it was Miles Sanders. We'll go back. I'll look. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, yeah. But, but it just reminded me of, of of their style of offense, what they did to be successful against us. Pick a side, wear that side out, which was the right side, and you know, live with the results. But I'm just overall, I'm not concerned about the run defense. But uh, and even Pete Warner, he he played great, right? Like way better than what I thought he would. Uh, sideline to sideline, I have no questions about Pete Warner. Uh, it's going to be his coverage skills for me. That's something that I, I hope he gets just a little bit better at. But like you said, they had all the faith in him, and, and it definitely panned down and working yeah. out. Yeah. And it was interesting, of course, to see Taysom Hill come out and, and take snaps uh, in oh, that position. It, it shocked us just as much as it shocked Atlanta, obviously. <laughs> uh, but that's him being able to come in and, and get that touchdown early um, it just moved the chain for us early is a big part why we even had an opportunity in the end to, to be right. able to come back and, and walk down Atlanta. And moving forward with every two-point conversion, if, if we go on wild, <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely was interesting. That was interesting. So moving to um, this Bay game, man. You had anything else for the Falcons? No, nah, no, nah, man. The Falcons okay. did what they do. Yeah, moving on and going to the to that Tampa Bay game. Um, what you think went wrong, right? Besides off, besides Winston, because I mean people was going crazy, going crazy when it came to Jameis Winston. I don't know what really? you man down here, bro. It was yeah. crazy, man. I'm talking about you would have thought Jameis Winston went out here and just like <laughs> had people wide open and decided to go other places with the football. I mean. Yes. They, man, I mean, they, I, I don't know how you didn't see it on social media and stuff, but I didn't see too much. I I find myself within the Twitterverse of more reasonable Saints fans for the most part. I wish I would have um, said that. Or not even more more reasonable. A, a lot of the Saints fans that I come in contact with are actual fans of Jameis at this point. Um, but I know that there's a group out there that's still just waiting to move on from to get to the Absolutely. next quarterback. Yeah. So they're going to take any any reason to, you know, jump on them. But um, I, once again, it's a slow start by the offense. You pointed at it earlier when you were talking about the Atlanta game. You was like, look, the Tampa Bay game, the O-line, they played too much better, which is true. Um, I mean, they held up a good bit. They, they weren't letting him get sacked, but the pressure was still there all game long. Right. Um, that offense can't start that slow. And, and I and the first drive was a was a really good drive. We got out there, we were moving what? the football. I was like, okay, now we're now we're going to be able to see the offense that we're looking for, and just stalled after that. Um, it was a it's a, a real hard game to evaluate because after the fight, everything changed. Everything. Um, referees started throwing flags all over the place. <laughs> they was like, all right, let's clean out the laundry basket. Let's let's get these out there. Um. And the, uh, so the drive after the fight for Tampa Bay, where we got the rough in the punter and then turned around and there was, uh, what, an unnecessary roughness. That was so um, Yeah, like, so the, and then there was another one on the third down that we got called for it too. Um, so having those penalties happen and extending that drive, um, that and, and, and them being able to capitalize on that, that took all the momentum and put it in Tampa Bay. Um, and then from there, uh, man, there wasn't no chance. 
Like I, I, I kind of felt like as soon as they scored that touchdown, the manner that their drive went in, right. I was like, man, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So even yeah. before you get to, oh, Jameis threw three interceptions. You know, it's man the momentum swing that happened after that fight, and huge. something else. The Mark Ingram fumble early it's on in the, in in the red zone. There's no that, way you can forget about that. That that killed us right then because that was an opportunity to put us up, you know, in a position to where even if it got to that point to where that fight happened, we weren't looking at oh, you know, if Tampa Bay goes against the touchdown, they're going up. Um, so yeah, that. The fight changed everything somehow. The referees tightened up and just started throwing unnecessary flags. Uh, and Tampa Bay was able to steal the momentum. So until the pick six, I had hope. I had hope. Yeah. I threw it down like seven or eight or something like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, well, we still can score. Still a one-possession game at this point. Yeah. It, it, as you were reliving the game and spitting out all those things that mm-hmm. happened, all those events, I could just like feel my emotions that I had <laughs> yeah. when it was live. You know what I'm saying? But I think the one you you were referring to that you forgot about was the 12 minute in the huddle when we we stopped yeah. the third. Yeah. Bruh, almost lost my TV, bruh. <laughs> my TV was almost gone. I'm talking about boy, it got hot real quick up in here. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah man. So we basically beat ourselves and it's so hard talking to people that like, you know, casual fans or whatnot of the same because they just see the interceptions, right? They don't see mm-hmm. that he's under distress. Like, he has nowhere to go with the ball. Uh, everybody's covered. Carlton Davis, I don't know. I'm going to put this out here, right? And I'm a Saints fan, but I got to give credit where it's due, bro. Just as well as Marshawn Lattimore plays Mike Evans, Carlton Davis plays Mike uh, Michael Thomas, bro. I have to, I mm-hmm. have to, I have to say that. If you go back and look at the numbers, and I don't know if you know their history, they don't like each other whatsoever. Uh, it's a little bit better than Marshawn Lattimore and uh, obviously, yeah. You know <laughs> but yeah. He, he plays Michael Thomas very well. The only time he mm-hmm. gives up anything to Michael Thomas is when he don't press him at the line of scrimmage. But uh, that that's a, that's always a fun uh, matchup to watch. But Jameis Winston had nowhere to go with the ball, and we cannot forget Elvin Kamara was not there. He was not present. So that allowed Tampa to stay with their backers, and they never had to come off the field, and it was never mm-hmm. really a threat about, you know, throwing the ball to, to to Mark Ingram and allowing him to miss a guy and do this and do that. We couldn't use him that way because he was the guy that was going to tote the rock poles all game long. Yeah. But Jameis didn't help it with the interceptions, but once again, I think we have to protect Jameis better. Uh, yeah. and we got to get more fluent on offense. I, I don't like this start on offense. I'm going to be all the way 100. Yeah. I don't like it, man. Um, it's not what we're known for. I felt like we spent um, a lot of our picks in these last couple years, uh, especially on that O-line. If you look across that O-line, you see first pick, first pick, first pick, first pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, we invested a lot over the, the last couple years in that O-line, and protecting the quarterback should not be an issue at this point. Um, we can't turn the ball over. That Mark Ingram fumble, to me, it gave them all the momentum. Like, all the momentum. So, we got Jameis, he's, he's still learning, and um, I think he's going to be okay, for the most part. I'm yeah. just ready to see a couple games of him passing for 300 yards. For us just moving the ball effortlessly up the field. That That's what I'm ready for. And I was about to say, you got to also pay attention to where when these interceptions are happening. Like, if we already down 14 and trying to force our way back into the game, 
it's either gonna go the way like he did against Atlanta or it's gonna go like he did against Tampa Bay. There is no in between. So interceptions are gonna come when you have to, you know, throw yourself back into a football game. That first interception of Chris Olave, I put that on Chris Olave, the one in the end zone. Chris Olave didn't make a play on the ball. You gotta make a play on the ball. It's that simple. You know, I put that on Chris Olave. Um, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was running the ball well when he fumbled. They lost faith in him. They stopped mm-hmm. running the football, you know. Um, but he was he was having early success running the football, and I wish that we would have stuck to that. Chris Olave, I love, I love that we see that they want to go deep. They want to go deep. I want to say he was. I I don't know the exact numbers. He was targeted deep at least five times on Sunday. He got missed two or three. Three right? of them. Three of them should have been pass interference. They finally called one towards the end. But there was two earlier ones that should have been passed in the fairness. Um, but once again, that was before the referees decided they wanted to start throwing penalties and things of that nature. Um, but I definitely felt like if he did five, three of them should have been called passing the fairness and only one of them was. Um, but like I said, I love that he's that they're trying to get, you know, uh, open up that deep ball. Because uh, just think if one of those early ones gets connected with, then that changes that changes everything. Or if he makes a play on that on the ball in the situation where it became the first interception, that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, um, he missed them. Like you said, he missed them three huge times, three game changing times. He missed them. And then, of course, like you said, not having Alvin Kamara is definitely you know that's an important you know piece that we've been seeing from our offense. Uh, if not the most important these days. Um, so missing him was definitely a thing. But, man, we got weapons. Like, even even with the offense not being fluent now, we know that we got the weapons. It's just, okay, for some reason our O-line isn't, you know, giving us or the scheme isn't being exactly what it's supposed to be. And then we know we don't have a tight end that we actually relying on to this point. We cycling out three and four of them. Um, so that's something that has to be solidified as well going forward. But um, man, we we got three another division game Sunday, so it's not getting any easier. Yeah, Carolina isn't Tampa Bay, but they're a division team. We see them all the time. You know, it's 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 not going to be easy. So uh, stuff got to start clicking because <laughs> there's there's no time to fall behind, especially when you got this talented of a team. And, you know, just touching on what you said about forcing the passes when you're down 14, the double digits, period, right? Um, I think the difference between that is the teams we were playing. Just like you got to watch, you know, when those interceptions are happening, I think you got to pay attention to the teams you're playing. Tampa Bay defense, it's 10 times what Atlanta defense is. They can sit on stuff. That's their defense anyway. They just sit underneath a lot of a lot of routes because they have all the faith in their front seven. So their secondary kind of sit and sink um, and wait for balls to come their way. To me, they they those balls was easily picked off by Tampa. It wasn't, I, and I disagree. Like so, the Chris Olave interception, he didn't make a play out of the ball. So yeah, that 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 became an easy interception because he didn't he didn't yeah. even try. So I was laughing. I was laughing because Jameis spoke yesterday and. They asked him about it. He was like, "Yeah, that one's on Chris Olave." I, you really don't hear. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. You don't really that. hear yeah. saying that it's on the receiver. You I know? wish I would have heard that. Yeah, they, that's they crazy. Normally, they normally eat that, but it was uh-huh. just he was like, 
Yeah, I'm going to throw that one. That, that's on Chris. He, he he got to make a play on that. Hey, that's Jameis being Jameis, bro. I can't. Which one was the pick six? Uh, That was to, it wasn't to Dean. I don't think that was Dean who took it. Yeah, it was Dean who took it. I think that was Dean. I think so. Okay, I can't. I can't think of exactly. Stared, one of stared them, down Michael Thomas. I think he stared down Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas did uh in breaking route or curl route. And he jumped the route. Jumped. He jumped because yeah. because it, it was something because it was a route that it was a play that they ran earlier in the game, and I think Jameis missed him on it. Um, so they were expecting it again. They had two. Um, well, they had one. To me, D- Tampa Bay had one great defensive drive. And I want to say it was the drive after they scored the touchdown. And Devin, uh, Devin White ended up with, I want to say, man, the dude had two sacks and a pass breakup on that drive. Like, he just he just dominated the, the entire drive. And that, once again, there's so much stuff that you, you can't just put that one thing during this game. It was so much stuff during this game that happened, but. That was the only time where I looked at Tampa Bay's defense and was like, oh, no, that was a great drive. Like, that wasn't just us not being productive. That was a great drive. So, yeah. and, and it's kind of funny you brought him up. Um, I don't know if you listen to Cam and Mark Ingram podcast, uh, Trust Levels. But I, yeah, I, I got it on my uh, thing to listen to. I haven't been listening to it. They had Levante David as a guest on there, and he was talking about how much Devin White talks about the Saints how much he dislikes us, like he mm-hmm. just talks trash about every player on the team, the whole nine. But he also said that's just him being him. And yeah. then, you know, he made the remarks about Jameis Winston after the game, of course, that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody kind of heard. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, that just fit, dude. You know? <laughs> that ties in yeah. right back to what they're talking about. And the last thing, man, I won't get caught up on this game too much. We was talking about all the issues and possibilities that caused the slow start, uh, the lack of offense and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. We can't forget Jameis was playing with four fractured ribs, bro. Like that's yeah. that's that's big. <laughs> that's big. Like you know, a lot of you, people look at it like, hey man, he on the field. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna just <laughs> all the things like yeah. the ribs, man. You feel that at, when when you stretch, you feel it. Uh-huh. Every throw, every step you take. I mean, it's out there running away from people, twisting, bending, getting hit like. That's that's pretty significant. That ain't nothing just to like, you know, brush over. True, but as a as a sports fan in general, and then as a fan of the New Orleans Saints. So as a fan in general, like you said, he he out there. So I that can't be the excuse. You out there. Jeez. As the Saints, if you feel like that, that's the reason why he's underperforming. Sit him down. It, it, it ain't gonna take a season. It don't take a season to come back from you know a rib injury like that. We'll be looking at three, four weeks. We got a bye week coming up, so that gives you an extra week. I'll roll with Andy Dalton for that time if that's if 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 that's affecting his performance that much. I'll roll with Andy Dalton and trust Andy Dalton to be able to go out there. Well, we got Carolina, then we go to London to face I think Minnesota. And see, I look at it a little different. I. All the teams that we've played thus far, maybe besides Atlanta, to me, you just can't you just can't say, oh, yeah, that's a for sure win. That's a for sure. Don't forget how well. Carolina- oh, not at all. But Jameis, Jameis isn't Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or anything like that. The gap in between Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton is much smaller than the gap between a Josh Allen and whoever his backup is. Man, you know, and that's. 
who, who, what's your boy name? Who, uh, uh, what's his name? Beat us in Minnesota oh, when he was in Minnesota. Minnesota. The quarterback when Stephon Diggs caught the ball and we should have tackled him. The quarterback. What's his name? I can't, I can't even stop it. Stop it. I can't even tell you who that was because I could have swore it wasn't Kirk Cousins. I could have no, sworn Cousins. Cousins wasn't there yet. But it was after Teddy. Teddy had been hurt at that point. Keenan. Um, Case, Case Keenan. Oh, Case Keenum. Okay. He in Kansas City? Yeah. No, no, he's in uh Buffalo. Again, the gap between Josh Allen and his backup. <laughs> It's a way wider gap than it is for Jameis and Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's so true. a healthy Andy Dalton. If you feel like this is affecting Jameis that much, then that probably makes them. Oh, we putting Jameis out here hurting like this. That probably equals Andy Dalton. Just throw Andy Dalton out there, and let him fill up. Yeah, and I think so, we saw it in the Atlanta game when Jameis was hurt and he he kind of refused to come off the field. You know, he went mm-hmm. to medical tent, came right back out, didn't want to miss the drive. Yeah. You know, he want to play, man. I get it, right? You're trying to prove I it. get it. I, I get it, too. But Dennis Allen better realize he's not Sean Payton. And I don't think uh, I don't think his leash going to be quite as long as, as Sean Payton got in New Orleans. So he might want to he might want to make these decisions uh, for the long haul a little better. Dennis said we got to win now. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that, that that's good, though. We, we kind of see things out, out the same. I seem like we both uh, just kind of growing a little impatience of the lack of offense. Um, 100%. Most Saints fans are. Yeah, hopefully they can get it right. <laughs> and um, so let's go ahead and look ahead to Carolina. Uh, Carolina started off this season 0-2. Uh, I want to say I saw a stat recently. I think it said they lost, they've lost their last nine games, um, which I didn't. I didn't recall that being the case, but they did cut off to that high start last season yeah, and then fell off. So, um, so Carolina in Carolina, um, two and a half point favorites. We getting healthy. Uh, Alvin Kamara practiced yesterday. I want to say he practiced again today fully. Uh, Jameis was limited yesterday. He was limited today, but they say he did more today than he did yesterday. Quite sure he's gonna play. Paulson Adebo, somebody we haven't seen at all yet this regular season. He was back practicing yesterday. He practiced today. He looked like he'll probably be a go as well uh, come Sunday. Um, so we're steadily getting a little bit healthier. I saw that Christian McCaffrey showed up on their uh, injury report today with, a, uh, I think, an ankle injury. But there's no, there's no concern about him not playing on Sunday for them. Um, so... Two and a half point favorites on the road against Carolina. What you see in this one? Man, I think Carolina's gonna play as closer than what people think. Uh, don't forget last year they had that defense, man. Uh they lost their sign Reddick and uh Stephon Gilmore. Mm-hmm. They were pretty loaded. They had just traded for CJ Henderson over there at the other corner and still had Jackson. They they, they had a pretty decent team. Uh Jimmy Chen is if people don't know who he is um by now. Uh, they 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 have a pretty pretty solid team, mm-hmm. uh, but they lost a couple guys. New quarterback, still don't think he's a you know that much comfortable in the system. Uh, in Baker Mayfield, but they got Christian McCaffrey, they got DJ Moore, and those are two very very good players. Uh, you have to account for Christian McCaffrey anytime he's on the field. That kind of reshapes how any team would like to oh. play defense. And I think if Carolina could just slow the game down and move the chains. Uh, we love to play man defense. I really don't think we have nobody on our roster 
who we can say, all right, you got Christian McCaffrey go. I don't want to say shut him down, but even go contain him in the passing game. I have that that much respect for Christian McCaffrey coming out the backfield. Um, it's going to be close, and it's not like we're scoring a bunch of points. Uh, as a Saints fan, like, you would like to say, uh, yeah, man, we about to turn it on, bro. There's no way we can continue to be this bad. But until we turn it on, I can't just mm-hmm. say, you know, this is going to happen. So I can see us winning by three. Uh, but just because they lost a couple guys and I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan, uh, I'm going to take the Saints to cover here. Oh, man. So uh, one of the last things you test on was the biggest for me, which is the offense. Like, this, this completely comes down to <clears throat> if we can get into a rhythm early against Carolina. Because, like you say, even with the pieces that Carolina lost on defense, it's still a solid defensive team. You got yeah. Brian Burns up front. You got mm-hmm. Derek Brown up front. Like, those two guys. And then, like you say, on the back end, you got Jeremy Chin. You got Shaq Thompson. Uh, at linebacker, they 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 have really good players on their defense. They gave up, I think six. No, I think they gave up nineteen points last week to Cleveland. They gave up twenty six. Um, so offensively, we got to come out of whatever this rut is that we're in because seven out of eight quarters that we didn't play have been horrible offensively. Absolutely. Having Alvin Kamara back that helps a lot. That gives you the same thing Christian McCaffrey gives you to where, look, we gotta we gotta be concerned about that guy out the backfield and what he's going to do. Um, they gave up 100, almost 200 rushing yards to um, to Cleveland week one. Last week they gave up, I think they gave up about 80 to Saquon and then another 20 or so to Daniel Jones. I feel like this is a team we can go get 100 rushing yards against. Um, and it's going to be important to and like I say, if Mark Ingram didn't fumble last week, I think the running game is something that we absolutely would have stuck with and had success with. Um, and if that's what it takes to get this offense going, is getting that run game, you know, and getting those linemen uh, moving people out the way and then, okay, let's let's try to settle into some passing. Um, that's going to be huge. Christian McCaffrey, he going to get – he one of those – he going to get his. Like Christian McCaffrey go get his. Let's just make sure he's getting it in between the 20s. That's that's the biggest thing. Uh more, not really concerned about him. Uh, because Lattimore is probably gonna be in his face. And if not, we're gonna be getting our first look at a Debo, um, uh, which is exciting uh to be able to see him for the first time this week, too. Um, so that's what it comes down to. If they can hold us to under 20 points, like they did the Giants, they probably walk away with a win, honestly. But if we can get to 26, 27 points like Cleveland, uh, I think it's going to be hard for them to match that. Um, So I'm going to take us. I I think... Also, uh, just shooting back to that Atlanta game, how how good is it to have Will Lutz back? Um, (laughs) Because even after he missed that field goal early on, when we went right back to him, I was like, yeah, that's money. We ain't got to worry about it. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so I can definitely see us winning by at least a field goal. Um, But like I say, more importantly, it's going to be about can we cross that 20-point threshold? I think that's what kind of guarantees us to win uh, in that that scenario. We see this game game definitely uh, similar. The only thing Mm -hmm. that I, I disagree with 
I think DJ Moore has a pretty good game. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily say he gets 100 yards, but I think he gets 80 yards, maybe score a touchdown. I, I think he – I don't think this is going to be a situation where we see Lattimore just own a receiver. Uh, see, I think it – I think if Lattimore is on him, I think he's going to be taken out of the game. I think I think Lattimore is so underrated. And initially, I thought it was because I'm a Saints fan. But just watching this dude week after week, like there's not many times where you like, oh, that dude just went in. You know, it got over on Lattimore. Like we saw it, uh, what was it? No, the week week one. We saw what Stephon Diggs did to Jalen Ramsey. That doesn't happen to Marshawn Lattimore. Yes, it's Stephon Diggs, and it's understandable. It's Stephon Diggs. But Lattimore doesn't have many of those moments, man. And he just doesn't get talked about enough in their life. Um, but yeah, I can and that was the first drive. Well, uh, it was the first drive. I think it was the second drive when Mike Evans got that 42 yard. Uh, catch. It was the second, I think it was the second or third time he was targeted. Mm-hmm. And my first question was, why Why is anybody but Marshawn Lattimore in his vicinity? Like, yeah. why Why aren't I they on they him? They had Marcus May on that dude, which is a yeah, second, bro. Yeah. They, they rub right on him. And then as soon as they was, all right, Marshawn, he, he <laughs> had one catch for seven yards. And that wasn't really even Marshawn Lattimore. He was just, I guess, the closest defender. But I think, it, you know, so uh, but anyway, yeah, so we see it. You know, we see it pretty much the same. I think, uh, like I say, if, if, DJ, if DJ Moore does go out there and get his, then that definitely that definitely changes it. Um, that makes it even more important that we able to have, you know, a fluent offense and, and we able to get beyond that 20-point mark. But we both got the Saints being able to, to get out of this with at least a field goal victory uh, and get to 2-1. Two to, uh, two um. Before we make any more predictions, just anything that we've seen over these past two weeks, like this is the start of football season. This is where you're able to overreact and underreact to stuff. All right. All right. This can get dangerous, see? (laughs) This can get real dangerous right here, boy. All right. So, look, I'm I'm, going to keep it short, right? Buffalo is is the real deal, right? We all kind of pick them yeah. to win the Super Bowl and all, represent the AFC, all this mm-hmm. good stuff. Buffalo is for real. Like, yep. that defense is like what I thought it would be by adding Brian Miller and drafting Elam to be. And he's not even starting, right? He got, yeah. he got about the six-round pick. Very shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this defense is still phenomenal, right? And Josh Allen is, he, he is that guy. He is what we thought they are. All right. So this is going to be very underrated but not underrated all at the same time. I feel like people are not giving Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes respect that they deserve. What Patrick Mahomes has done thus thus far, to me, has been amazing. He's not missing a beat without Tyreek Hill. Travis Mm -hmm. Kelsey gets doubled all day long, and every week he, he got somebody new stepping up, you know, Harbin the first game, only played a handful of possessions, and I thought yeah. that was going to be a guy who had a big of a role, and it was more of Sky Moore and, and uh, Valdez Scanlon. And next week, you see a lot more of of uh, Hartman in the game, and and you know catching balls downfield or whatnot. So um, to say that this dude don't have necessarily a superstar receiver, he got decent guys, but those same decent guys. Um, you know, Scanlon was just in Green Bay with, with, with Aaron Rodgers, and he mm-hmm. wasn't wow, you know? 
Scott Moore's third round draft pick. You know, he was good in college. He was on a lot of people's board, but that's a third round draft pick. Um, Hartman, he'd been there forever. Uh, who else did that? Juju. Juju Smith. Juju, yeah. Once again, decent, you know, but he's not like nobody got him in his their top 10 in receiving. Yeah. Probably can go top 20 damn near probably. But to say that he, it's not that he's just still winning. His O-line is not great. His running game is not great. His defense damn sure not giving him no extra possessions. <laughs> but yet he makes it look so damn easy. And I just think we take it for granted and we just like, you know, another win for KC. But Pat so, is the idea of what you want your quarterback to be. Surrounding early in his career. And when you think he got it, all right, let's stop overspending for these position and skill player positions and let's start developing guys and keep this thing moving. And it's just good to see that happen for Kansas City. So for me, neither of those things are shocking. Like I said, I was big on Buffalo. I got I had to in my Super Bowl. We already know that. You didn't think KC would come down just a little bit? I was okay. I was I was in that in that small group of people who was like, no. The fact that he doesn't have to focus on getting a Tyree kill his targets, that's going to open up a whole lot more. And that's what he was saying going into the season. He was like, bro, every week it could be a different guy. I think last week you had texted me. You was like, who is that white guy out there running? Yeah, <laughs> that's from, from, yeah, watch it. This dude that came out here and got four catches for 85. He's using Noah Gray, the backup tight end. He's scoring touchdowns. Uh, they threw one to the fullback, I want to say, a week ago. I didn't know they had a fullback on the <laughs> roster. So anybody who's out there with hands and eligible, he's going to throw it to them. And I, I've always, like, and Aaron Rodgers gets credit for this, making nothing out of the receivers that he has. Tom Brady, Drew Brees at one time had nothing out there, was going out there for four or 5,000 yards. I saw that. In, I knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be there. And sometimes it's a handcuff early. When you have guys like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, because they're so dependable, you they, they become a crutch. Um, but, yeah, with Mahomes, I was like, no, Tyreek, it shouldn't be a problem. Like, he still got a safety blanket for one. If he, if he does get in trouble, he's going to trust Kelsey. But, but I think know. that he'll be fine with the average guys around there. Yeah, they, they doubling the hell out of Travis Kelsey. Yeah, they doubled him. And I want to say he still went over 100 yards week one, like, he's easily. <laughs> so, yeah. Travis Kelsey gonna get his too. I got you. I just had, um, to, had to let that out, man. That, <laughs> and a, another crazy. underrated um, Buffalo. Their drafts have been really good as late, especially on the defensive ball. Because one guy that I, I see a lot of people even forget about uh, the dude out of Miami. They drafted him last year, defensive end Gregory Rosa. Mm-hmm. I always tr- struggle with his last name. Isn't he hurt? No, nah, man. Get hurt. They're, they're lining this dude up on side of Von Miller, and those guys are destroying that, mm-hmm. that side of the, the offensive line. Like, they, yeah, that they going to be tough. <laughs> they going to be tough to beat. Tough out, bro. Von Miller looks so good week one. I was like, all right, let's just put him up. <laughs> like, I don't even want to take a chance of him getting hurt, bro. Like, yeah. okay, we'll see we get. If we don't win home field event, whatever. Cool. Let's just tell Vine to just work out and just chill out. We don't need you hurt, bro. All right. You gave me two. Let me give you two. Once again, this, like you said, this can get dangerous. So my first <laughs> one, <laughs> my first one, the Washington Commanders, I still think they win the division. I see how good Philadelphia is. Jalen Hurts, what they did to Minnesota uh, Monday was criminal. But <laughs> 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 Jalen, 
Jalen Hurts, man, and the way Darius Slay did Justin Jefferson, Jesus Christ. But I still think Washington wins that division. I think Jahan Dotson and Curtis, Curtis Samuel gets forgotten about because of his injuries last year. People forget how big of a, a free agent signing that was for them coming into last season um, because he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so you add Curtis Samuel to McLaurin, who everybody already has the utmost respect for as a receiver. You add in Curtis Samuel. Now you got Jahan Dotson coming in in his first two weeks and looking how he's looking. Um, you get um, Chase Young back and, you know, hopefully a couple weeks. He, he's not even out there yet. So that should shore up your defense a bit. But I definitely feel like Washington offensively is a team that can go out there and get in shootouts with people. So if their defense can just play a little bit better, I think that they can still end up winning the NFC East. Okay. Now the second one's going to be worse. Tom Brady old. It's starting to show. Tom Brady <laughs> is old and it's starting to show. And it doesn't help that he has no help. It's just, it's just rushing the aging process. So week one, Dallas was on this man every single play. Every single play, they were on Tom Brady. And I was like, they're going to get Tom Brady killed. But outside of that, the dude just starting to look old. Like, and I'm not saying it's a, 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 a I'm not saying it's a ridiculous drop off from what he was last year, but it's a to me, it's a it's evident. You can see it. You ain't gotta look hard. You can look at him throw the football and be like, dang, he he losing it a little bit. And once again, the worries I had about their team in general when we first came into the season was the offensive line. Um now I mean, you got to add receiver in there because all his receivers going down for one reason or another. If he if he end up at a point where he got to rely on Cole Beasley, they really about to be out of here. So, um, yeah, that's that's my second one. But Tom Brady is getting old. They two and zero. Their defense looks good. Their defense looks looks better to me uh, this year than they did last year for sure. Um, their offensive line it's going to be a struggle for them all season long. And if they run into the issue that they did against us, where you give him the football to Leonard Fournette 15 times and he coming out with 20 yards, is it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them to stack up wins. So I just can't agree with that. Like, I know, I already know. Play, no shape, no no how. So I already know it. We just talked about how young quarterbacks, you know, you want to surround them with a lot of talent to make it easier for them, right? Mm-hmm. And them progress, right? I feel it's just as important to do that to older guys. A, a guy 100%. It's not in their glory days. Mm-hmm. And if you look around and you tell me Godwin has missed the first two games, you tell me um, Leonard Fournette didn't run well against the Saints at all. Like, they had no rushing game mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, and yet, they're still 2-0. and The Cowboys' defense is, to me, probably the second-best defense in, in football for what I've Oh, seen. we definitely disagree with that, but continue. You don't think their defense is good? No. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating. Wait, wait, wait. But, I, I, I'm not going to say that they don't have well, good in a stretch, too. They have a decent de- – they have Michael Parsons. And they, I, they have that. All right. Sure. And, and let's so, start there. Let, let's yeah, start that, there. That, that dude is he, – he's real. the truth. Yeah, he's and the I, truth. I, yeah. I told Herm, I told Herm, I said, I'm, I'm trying not to jump the gun, but to be so young – I think we have to include him in the best edge rushes in football right now. I held back for so long. I'm not going to lie to you because I listen to Undisputed a lot. 
Skip Bayless is a Cowboys fan. You can't take too much from Skip Bayless <laughs> about the Cowboys. You got to take that with a grain of salt. But when you got the Hall of Fame with Shannon Sharp on there saying, no, nah, I can't, I'm not going to disagree with you about Michael Parsons. Boys, He's that guy. Bad and boy. then he goes out and does what he, he wrecks the game, how he was wrecking the game week yes. one. Yeah, bro. It's ridiculous. Got to give it up to him. So that's what Tom Brady had to deal with. Speaking of Skip Bayless, I'm about to sound like him praising Tom Brady with these <laughs> foolish stats, right? So uh, <laughs> that's what he had to deal with week one, right? Mm-hmm. And then he lose Mike Evans, his only true person he has any connection with on the field against the Saints. You bring Bashard Pearson off the bench, who haven't ran a route. I mean, he was there last year. I mean, he, he, got, was he, there, got, he wasn't yeah. there. He was there, but he wasn't there. Right? I mean, I'm, yeah. He was in the building. Scott Miller, his numbers could have been better. Scotty Miller slipping out of his break for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> he has three catchable balls, right? Yeah. But still catch Pyramid against, um, he was working on, we caught that ball on. Um, what's your boy name? Damn. PJ Williams. PJ Williams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. beautiful throw, touchdown, mm-hmm. right? Tom being Tom. Um, no run game. That game, defense played well, but he made the play when he had to. And yeah, I was about to say, because I'm, I'm not going to say that he's not capable of that. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying so he all of a sudden were... high trash and none of that. Oh, that's okay. not the take okay. I'm giving. I'm yeah. not saying Tom Brady is all of a sudden high trash. That's not okay. what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, so if you're going to tell me he, he look old, I don't care if like, he's 75. I hope he look old. I'm just but... saying that I'm just saying that the days of him – the days of him bridging that gap between not having talent around him, that's that's over with. Like, that's that's not happening. I, I so if there is like, no Mike Evans and there's no Chris Godwin, which it might look like might be the case Sunday, they're probably going to lose to Green Bay. We, so, we, we, I think we saw that his final year in New England. Like, if he don't have nothing, 100, you yeah. can't expect him to go out here and beat these good teams. But the difference, the difference between I didn't see him missing passes his last year in New England. It was just man, them guys can't get open for him. Well, he was throwing that some bitch away. That's why you didn't see him miss nobody because he kept throwing it away because nobody was open. So for him to like this year to do two games, I'm just seeing him miss. Oh, you missed that time. Like what was that? You missed that. Yeah. You know. And it's not, you know, it's not all game. It's not, it's not every pass. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that's there way more often now than it has been. I can see, oh, Tom Brady getting old. And like you say, it's something that we've been expecting for years now. But I'm just saying I think we're finally at that point. i tell you what. Just the year before last, he won the Super Bowl when he had his guys healthy. And you look at guys like Pat Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, and all the rest of these, Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. They not winning it every year. I think look at Russell Wilson with a new team. He's struggling so far. I mean, for Tom to be dropped in our division in year one and win a ring year one and was a was twenty seconds from overtime the the following year against the Super mm-hmm. Bowl champs, the Rams, who won it. I mean, I can't question his greatness. To me, I'm about to say once again, that's not what this is. We agree, he's the great. See that that's the thing though. Like Hold on, his, see, give me a second. Yeah. All right, go ahead, tell RJ. Go ahead, see my fault. Yeah, that's the one thing I refuse to do though. Just because he's the goat, don't mean he always gonna be great. So when he's not great, point it out. The dude, not like he's not that anymore. 
is my thing. Like, yeah, he he's done everything that he's done. That's cool. Like, it, it's okay that he's not that anymore. Yeah, he's know? not that. Yeah, he's not. I think the only person that's that is Patrick Mahomes. I don't even think Josh Allen is that right now. I think if you take away Diggs um, and you take away that defense that he has, I don't think we're speaking of Josh Allen in the same regards that we hold him to. That's think, tough. I think Patrick Mahomes... And I'm only saying that stuff because you're taking the defense away, too. Like you can't, what did that, when did Patrick Mahomes has a defense? That's why I'm taking it away. That's, I'm that's just saying too, but I guarantee you, if the if the Buccaneers defense didn't look like they looking right now, they'd be on two and not two and zero. Oh. And time but, and people and people would be much stronger, in my opinion, of of how he looking right now. But once again, that's why I'm saying the only quarterback we can hold to that standard of saying he accounts for so much more and he's just all of that is Patrick Mahomes. He's the only quarterback I'm saying that doesn't have a defense to rely on, doesn't have this 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 crazy great receiver or running game, but yet find ways to win. And it's been like that since he took over the helm. Josh Allen struggled his first year. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Like I say, and I'm not saying that Pat Mahomes isn't that. I'm just saying that's that's interesting. I mean. Uh, like, his his old line is not crazy. I mean, his old line, his old line this year, this is the best old line he's he's played by. But, but yeah, if, um, if you're looking at the names on the back of the jersey, you don't say that guy is is top five in his position. That guy is great. Oh, That's yes, cool. you do. Uh, you got one. Jesus, his his left tackle. Uh, yeah, I'm saying you got one. His left tackle and, 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 and his right guard because Stoney is his guard now, correct? If, if you yeah, but he's not like he's top, top five to me. He's yeah, top five, he's five in his position. Yeah. He's top five guard. That's tough, man. That's yeah. kind of tough. Maybe in them Patriots days. But yeah. um, I mean, that was, his Patriots days just ended last year. This is his first year no, outside no, no, of the Patriots talk, organization. I was talking about a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see. But so, yeah, I think I, I think that you're discredited what's around Patrick Mahomes a little too much. But uh like what? Yeah. What the hell? but Travis yeah. Kelsey and Andy Reid, what's around them? I mean Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey equals to a number one receiver. Like you say okay. he ain't got no wide receiver to count okay, on. Cool. Travis okay. Kelsey okay. equals to a number one receiver. All right, so look, all right, so let's you, put Travis You just brought up Andy Reid. That- Andy Reid is Andy Reid. Like that's okay. what? Top three head coach in the okay. game, right? All right, okay. Off yeah. And so was Sean Payton, and that got us one Super Bowl ring. All I'm Correct. saying. If you remove but, but, Tra- but, if you remove Travis Kelsey, let's remove Mike Evans. Do you want Godwin or do you want Juju? I want I want Godwin. Okay. I'm just but that's where it stops. And he just got Juju. But that's where it stops. That's my he, point. But I'm so saying if he, you tell me, he just but got if you tell me, but if you tell me, we taking away Mike Evans and we taking away Chris. I mean, we taking away Mike Evans and we taking away Travis Kelsey. Do I prefer the rest of the talent that's with Kansas City or the rest of the talent that's with Tampa Bay when it comes to their receivers? I'm going Kansas City. You might go Kansas City, but then you got that defense in Tampa too, I'm saying. It go it just it go both ways. I'm just saying I feel like Pat Mahomes is the only quarterback that does what he do. Buying time in the pocket, can throw off either foot, don't have to look at you to throw the ball. He he he's Stephen Curry of, of football right now. I just think he's one of one. Yeah, and I, and I don't just like I said, your your point was you think he's the only one. I have a little more respect for Josh, for Josh Allen. 
yeah, uh, I, in, I, that, in that regard. I think Josh Allen is simply amazing. But if you're going to tell me he got a defense that's pitching shutouts, allowing 10 points, uh, 59 yards on the ground, all this, that, and the other, then, yeah, it's kind of like old Tom Brady. Defense. But also, but but also, but also, I don't think Patrick Mahomes goes far with what he has. Like you saying that he has no defense and he has no run game. There's a reason why I have Buffalo in the Super Bowl because I don't think Kansas City, I don't think they make it the way that they're currently constructed. Yeah, and I don't know. And it's I, not just because of Buffalo. I, I Chargers team, that Chargers team. I, I can see them beating Kansas City in the playoffs. They had them. They had them beat. Um, you know, so it, it's not just I, it's not just Buffalo like that. It, it's kind of yeah. like Baltimore now. When we look at it, and we say Lamar Jackson is all they have, and they have a good defense. They got Lamar Jackson and a good defense. How far is that going to get them? It ain't going to get them to the promise. It's so players. crazy you said that because that's what I was thinking when we were talking. I was going to say that next is that's why yeah. Lamar Jackson in that regard, where it's like. I don't want to hear no criticism about Lamar because if all the rest of these quarterbacks got all this, don't tell me nothing about Lamar Jackson can't do yada, yada, yada when he's winning MVP and he does this. He always have a winning record. His team is always in the hunt. That's the same shit all the rest of these quarterbacks that's supposed to be the greatest ever is doing in, in today's football. Except Lamar has yet to win a playoff game. And that's the point. A playoff game, huh? I don't think he has. Yeah, I, don't I think, think he's won one. He's been knocked, he's been there. I don't think he won one. They not. I think they knocked off Tennessee in the playoffs. I think last they, year, the year before last, I think it was the year before yes, because they didn't make it last year. I think that was I think that was the ball because the first year Derrick Henry ran over them. They whole draft class went around stopping the run and in the off season, and I think they beat Tennessee the following year. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, so. And yeah, that's, anyway. that's why I said I wanted him even in fantasy because he's the only player in the history. Oh, I'll take him in fantasy. Yeah. The NFL that you like, I don't think Lamar gonna do this good this year. Not even fantasy wise, just football wise, NFL wise. And I'm like, bro, long as the dude throw for 3,500 yards, Baltimore offense is gonna be all right because you know what he's gonna do on the ground. He's the only guy that that can get the 3,500 yards and is like Pat Mahomes throwing for 5,000 almost. Yeah. If he ever throw for 4,000 yards. Yeah, I'm and Jalen Hurts is creeping up to that too. Yeah, that boy um, getting good too with him. Yeah, they yeah, and once again, this is this is a season we talked about during the offseason. There are a lot of teams, um, not a lot, but there were a few teams that we pointed at and was like, look, they're surrounding this guy with a whole bunch of talent. And if he don't get it done, then they know that it's him and he out. Jalen Hurts and Tua are yep. the two, you know, and so far, so good for both of them, I guess. The the Miami thing is definitely still to be figured out, but they, they both they both off to a good start. We were talking about Miami before the season, and we both was like, you really ain't got a true number one because you got two guys that's going to get mm-hmm. 20 targets a game, and that, that's exactly what's going on thus far. Yeah. Uh, they're getting the catches, they're getting the yards, they're getting the touchdowns. So. Yeah, I, I remember, like you said, we talked about it, and I said, look, I think this is going to be the first duo to hit 100 catches, uh, exactly. you know, in in a while. I think since that Jets team with Brandon Marshall and Decker. Um, uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup never pulled that off? I don't think so. I don't think they both hit 100 catches. I, like I said, the last, the last team, the last duo I vividly remember doing that is Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. I don't know. So I, I definitely look and see, though. Yeah. I think they did. I don't. I I I, I I I think it's definitely it's definitely happened with receiver and tight end 
Um, I'll have to look and see if, if well, Cup and, and Woods did it. Thousand yards. Maybe I'm just thinking they had, that, that, yeah. they had a thousand. Yeah, but we could we could check it out. All right, so real quick, just before we, because we spent way too much time on other that's, stuff. That's <laughs> real quick, because they got three teams that's real disappointing right now. We're going to start with Cincinnati. What's your thoughts on them so far? Owing to um, Joe Burrow had the terrible week one. Uh, what, he had five turnovers, I think, that, that came. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost to Cooper Rush and... Uh, the, the the new franchise quarterback in Dallas, Cooper Rush, and, and those Dallas Cowboys. That's uh, so what's your thoughts on that team? Not surprising <laughs> to me, not one bit. I think me, you, and Sean talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I think maybe me and Sean saw it different than with you, but I think we all said that, you know, they're not surprising nobody this year. Like, yeah, we yeah. know what, what you do. We know what you like to do. And we gonna, now we know how to game plan and try to take it away a little bit more. It's just not surprising to me. They still can't protect Joe Barrow. That's the the most surprising part of it all is they hit the, you know, they they haven't figured out how to protect him. But anytime your quarterback is getting hit the way he's getting hit and pressured, I mean, the results are going to be L's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the defense wasn't great to me. They, they team as a whole overachieved. And it's oh, hard 100%. To, and it's hard to do that the following year without bringing in big-name players. If they would have yeah. added a Lamar, um, uh, Von Miller and uh, Taron Armstead and, and stuff like that, I think we like, all right, they got a chance to be competitive yet again. But if you overachieve one year and you don't do nothing in the offseason signing guys, it's kind of hard to do that again. So that it, the Bengals don't surprise me. And they get they get their left tackle back. He hasn't played so far. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Leo Collins. I think he's mm-hmm. supposed to play this week. So, um, trick question. Well, it's not a trick question, but I'm interested to see your answer. Three injuries. Which one impacts their team the most? You got T.J. Watt out in Pittsburgh. You got Trey Lance out in San Francisco, and you got Dak Prescott out in Dallas. Which one affects their team most? I'm going T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. All the way. He's all Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's when you, see, when you see Pittsburgh play, to me, you you constantly reminding yourself that T.J. Watt is not out there. Like, to me, every defensive snap seems like, I mean, you look at other guys that they brought in, you're like, oh, they got this guy. My, I think it was Miles Jack. They got this guy. But, I mean, yeah, unless, got you, unless you got that guy <laughs> who got his hand on the ground that's getting to the quarterback, that's getting 20 sacks a, a game, Defensive player of the year. I mean, unless you got that guy out there, the rest of these guys mean nothing. I mean, New England is offensively is about as bad as it gets. And I told you, I hit on my ticket because I took New England to cover Pittsburgh. There was his only yeah. one. They only giving up one. But to me, that's the biggest thing that's missing in Pittsburgh is TJ Watt. Dak Prescott, I mean I was about to say, but but what's the ceiling for Pittsburgh? That's why I wouldn't say T.J. White, just because they weren't prone to go anywhere anyway. So losing him doesn't... Okay, if you want to look at it that way, the last five years, the Cowboys fans and other... Even me, I got sucked in the hype about four or five years ago. You go, this team is loaded on paper. This is about as good as it gets. And then they come out here and and have a you-win-you-win game and lose it, you know, for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then the following year, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm gone. I'm done, bro. Like, this is I took like I told you I took Philly to win the division this year. I have no faith in the Cowboys whether they have Dak Prescott, bring back Tony Romo and Troy Aitman. The Cowboys are the Cowboys to me. Like I have yeah, no, but I have and no that's faith cool. 
But this, my answer is Trey Lance. My answer Trey is Trey Lance. Lance. Yes. But it's not in a negative way. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm not saying it in that manner. I'm saying Trey Lance affects it the most because now San Francisco actually has a chance. Jimmy oh, okay. Garoppolo now yeah. gives like I said, I saw Trey Lance for two games and I said that ain't it. <laughs> I saw him for one game and but, I said Trey Lance ain't it. But we agreed then, on that prior to the season that, then, that exactly, but yeah. but they wanted to go out there and show yeah. us. They were like, look, no, we gotta show y'all what it is after offseason. We seen it, he ain't it. Yeah. Them being able to keep Jimmy Garoppolo is the best move that happened this yep. offseason. Yep. We we touched so, on now they're that, back in the hunt to right back in the hunt. division. But I yep. say I think what it is with, with San Francisco, and I won't get long-winded on this. I just think deep down inside, they feel like we cannot sure we can be competitive, right? If George Kittle is healthy and our running game is popping, we can be competitive with Jimmy G. However, we have determined as a ball club. We cannot win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. That's I agree. That's the same feeling that Kansas City had when Alex Smith was on the center. That's why they drafted Patrick Mahomes the way they did. That's the same thing they tried to do with Trey Lance. But Trey Lance isn't Patrick Mahomes. And that's, okay, now we got to start over again. Now we got to do this again. Now we got to go find the guy again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Like I said, I understand what they were trying to do. It mm-hmm. just didn't work out for them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. So yeah, I can I can agree with that. And if you're looking at it that way, that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo being back makes San Francisco that much more of the of the team better. Yeah, they can make the playoffs and all that. Because Pitt, I mean, if TJ Watt here and get 25 sacks, I still don't think that Pittsburgh makes the playoffs or do anything. Exactly. And me and me and you were both down on Dallas anyway. So I, I think Dak, of course, give them a better chance him being out there. But I ain't got no, I didn't have that much expectation for them this season anyway. So it doesn't really change much. Um. All right, man. Let's let's start looking forward to this to this next week. Unless there was something else you wanted to you wanted to throw in there real quick. I'm good. All right, so we did Saints Panthers already. We both got the Saints uh, minus two and a half uh, in that one. Um, Lions Vikings, the Vikings are minus six for whatever reason in this game. Uh, what you think about that one? The Vikings are minus six, right? You just got yep. destroyed by the Eagles, and you come back and say this team is worth six points better than Detroit. Detroit don't get blown out like for real. Um, Derek Goff threw the ball pretty good last week. I can't say I see the Vikings covering six. Right, Hutchinson, I mean, he's been playing great for Detroit. Adrian Hutchinson, mm-hmm. real good. So, um, oh, man, like, Minnesota not out here forcing no turnovers, G. I can't see the – really can't see them covering right here. It's, that's a lot. I'll take Detroit. I'll I'm tell like, you what, I'll probably take Detroit money line in that game. Detroit's all, Detroit has a good offense. They defense, really we're going to have to figure yeah. it out. You know, they they figuring it out. But offensively, uh-huh. Dan Campbell, all that that he soaked in from Sean Payton over all these years yeah. is, is showing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that offense is good. They have the like talent. Yeah. They have they have the talent, and now they have the scheme and the coach that's, go, that's making it work. You got DeAndre Swift. Amara Say Brown is out there looking great. Hawkinson. I did not think he was going to have a good year. I know it's still early, Amara but I was, like, Brown. I was like, there's no way he followed this year up with what he did last year. Anything. Yeah. Better. Yeah. I thought he took us. I thought he would take a step back this year. So, like, early on, once again, it's still very early. We look at, we two games in right now. Detroit's offense has been uh, a pleasant surprise because yes. I didn't think that they look how they look. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, I'm with you. I even if the Vikings are able to pull off this game, uh, I don't see it being by a touchdown. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm definitely rolling with the Lions on that one. Um, Jaguars Chargers. Chargers are favored uh, by seven. They minus seven in this one. The Chargers are minus seven. Yep. Kind of close, right? I know Jacksonville just came off a big win. Um, Chargers are a little bit more competitive than the Jacksonville is right now. I think these are this is one of these games that can that can get ugly real fast. Um, I'm gonna have to take the Chargers. It is seven points. Um, I'm just not completely sold on Trevor Lawrence competing against the defense as well as the Chargers, which they're not phenomenal. But once again, they they showed me a lot thus far. Um, mm-hmm. And unless they're beating themselves, the Charger defense is very sound. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm going. I'm going to take the Chargers. The only thing that I can see hurting the Chargers is lack of receive at the depth chart. Um, yeah. But I think. Using the two running backs, hopefully it panned out sometime soon, <laughs> and you're gonna get a lot of Mike Williams. So I, I think they can secure a seven point victory against the Jags. And I'm going opposite of you. I'm big on the Jacksonville uh, in general this season. Um, offensively, uh, Trevor Lawrence in his second year, so far he's he's decent. You know, nothing nothing too special. Um, but James Robinson being back, he's he's looking good. Etienne's trying to work his way into you know, into into getting back to what he was. Um, but they've been competitive so far. So I think and and charges are prone to to bad decisions every now and then, especially as the game gets late. So I could definitely see the Jaguars being able to stay within that that touchdown. They didn't lose by four, you know, a late field goal, something like that. Uh, the game being a lot closer than it should have been because the Chargers went out there and, and messed up. Um, the Raiders, who, what, they minus two and a half against the Titans. Two 0-2 teams. I think it's the first group of 0-2 teams we out here seeing face each other. So, uh, yeah, we got the Raiders against the Titans. Who you got? So, I'm taking Vegas in this game. Yeah. Uh, I was waiting on that offense to start clicking. Derek Carr start slinging the ball around. I was waiting on that game. He showed it to me last last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Waller, they got to find a way to get him the ball more, I think. I mean, Devontae's going to get hands. I'm really not too yeah. sure forcing the ball to Hunter Renfro or calling anything for, you know, for him, for his number. Uh, Darren Waller is, is the guy who I feel like is not getting used the way he should. He's not getting that high-volume balls that, that he should. Yeah. Me. I mean, Dude is unguardable in in, uh, in a sense, um, but they, I saw enough offensively from from the Raiders to make me say I think that they can cover a two point spread. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, teams are basically just loading the box and they like, bro, beat me with these weapons you got on the outside. Like, I yeah, and I don't see the Raiders going away from it. Uh, the Raiders have a pretty decent defense, you know, uh, they are right. And yeah. you know, when they get hot, if the offense score points, hopefully they can get hot defensively and just worry about going getting the quarterback. Uh, and that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a blowout, but I, I definitely yeah. just have enough offense to cover a two-point spread. And to me, like, yeah, I've seen what the Raiders, you know, can do or what they have done versus the last two games. But Monday, the Titans, Buffalo exposed them in so many ways uh, when it comes to the defensive side of the football. 
that it's hard for me to think that tennis uh that the Raiders can't go out there and duplicate that with weapons like Devontae Adams and, and Darren uh Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, like all of these guys, I think that um of course Derrick Henry is always the outlier. Like if Derrick Henry go out there and got it on his mind and go, you know, get them hundred and fifty to two hundred yards and they're able to control the ball and keep keep the ball out of Tannehill hands. Um, not even out of Tannehill hands. It's just who we throwing to. That's like they I'm had saying. one like, good drive Monday, and I thought I was like, okay, Tennessee got something. That he was getting into Traylon Burks, and then he disappeared just as quickly as he showed up in that first drive. He disappeared. Yeah. So it's really all Derrick Henry. We we back to that already. So I'm with you. I got the Raiders, and I think they should be able to easily win by you know that two and a half. That's that's, that's what I said. I, I can see it being seven, eight points. You know exactly. Yeah. Uh, last one we got here, uh, L.A. Rams against the Cardinals. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I was very, very iffy about this game at first because I hate picking divisional games. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle is such a tough guy to um, game plan for, right? I mean, yeah. his legs work. I mean, it's ridiculous what he do in the pocket. Rams, to me, has had his number the last couple Last couple times they played. When when do he get Hopkins back? Isn't it like week six or eight or something? It's, uh, he's down for six games, so six week games. seven he should that's be able to be back. Yeah. So, you know, not having a true number one that that that's gonna hurt you right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Zach Hurts has been he's been MIA so far. This yeah. Season. James Conner banged up. So yeah. you're telling me for four quarters we're gonna rely on Randall Moore. And um, if he plays, because he didn't he play plays, last week, he still if, if yep. he plays. And Kyler Murray running for his life against this loaded Rams team, defensively and offensively. Um, JJ Watt, he's back, right? Mm-hmm, yep. He played last last week, so that's. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's enough to to slow down this Rams offense. Uh, we still have yet to see Allen Robinson actually arrive the way I think he can affect the ball game. Um, yeah. I think he can be one of those guys that see double-digit targets each game and, and hold his own. Um, but, yeah, I, I I can easily see the Rams blowing this game up. Yeah, two things uh, for me in that game. James Conner still being banged up. You know, Hopkins might not have Rondell Moore. Hollywood is Hollywood. Like, he don't look no different to me in the Cardinals uniform than he looked in the Baltimore Ravens uniform. Um, and then, like you say, Zach Ertz, we haven't even heard from him this season thus far. Um, Kyler Murray is amazing. But what what he did he against... Murray credit? Yeah. Like, as, as, as for what he is, yeah. Like, Jalen Hurts, like, like, he's that. That's cool. Uh, well... I don't want to do it to him like that yet. I, I'm going to hold off on that take for right now, but he might not even be Jalen Hurts. Kyler Murray, <laughs> Kyler Murray, <laughs> Kyler Murray can make things happen, though. I will give him credit for that. So, like he did last week against Vegas, he's not going to be able to do that against the uh, Rams defense. and He's not going to do that against Aaron Donald, against Bobby <laughs> Wagner. Against, that's not, that stuff's not going to happen. And that easy, like, once again, three and a half points. If it was six and a half, I'd probably be like, yeah, give me the rent. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that one. 
So I've only seen one game opposite, which was the the Jag the Jag Jaguars and Chargers. Yeah, and I just got them covering. I still ain't got the Jags winning. So I got you. Yeah. Should be uh, a tickets good week go though. Put, time to go put them tickets in. <laughs> Try to stay hot hey, on them, man. Yeah, that's gonna be it right there. That might be my t- I, I gotta stay away from the Saints. I try to stay away from Absolutely. from the Saints. Week Absolutely. one, they killed me, and uh, them and Dallas killed me. Mm-hmm. Um, last week I got killed by the Saints again, and I was like, "Look, all right, let me stop doing this to myself. Let me let me stop betting on the Saints for that." But and then they give me something like that two and a half against Carolina. I think that's yeah. So I'm that's gonna try to stay away from it though. See, that's one of them games that the Saints don't cover. I still don't have no regret. I'm like, shit, I'll take that game again right now if they put that ball Yeah. Ball. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, but, uh, real quick, two things. Packers, Bucks, what you think? Especially with the state that the Bucks are in right now. No Mike, no Mike Evans. We don't know what's going on with Julio um, or Chris Godwin. I don't think Chris Godwin playing this week at all. Julio might be up in the air. Um. How do you see that one going? That one's in Tampa, so it's a toss-up. That's minus one. So I thought say Tampa's probably plus. I mean, minus one right now. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to take Tampa to, to cover. Really? Tampa, yeah, the defense, bro, it's just you can't run on them. First of all, right? They got two backers that don't come off the field, bro. Like they're not coming off the field. Their backers are that explosive. Yeah. And Green Bay success week two started with the ability to run a football. Mm-hmm. He's not going to run the football against against. That's where we disagree. I think they might have success. We had success early on, and we just got away from it. I think I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, especially now that they're using two, two guys who could both be workhorses, if we're being honest, I think they're going to be moving off of Jones pretty soon uh, just to mm-hmm. go with A.J. Dillon. But, man, those well, two guys... It's hard to do that when you pay a running back $12 million just last year. And that, that's what I said. I think that was the one of the biggest mistakes that Green Bay made led into the departure of Devontae Adams is they didn't know what they drafted. So you draft this guy and then you give up, you give that contract to Aaron Jones. Rightfully, he he earned it. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, I mean, it's hard to pay a running back that kind of money and then, like, yeah, we're going to put the second guy in that's basically doing the same thing that you're doing. And it man. happens, man. We're looking at the same thing in Dallas when it comes to Zeke and Tony Pollard. Like it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, I think I think Green Bay will manage to have success running the football. Um, and then it just comes down like Green Bay's defense ain't nothing to sneeze at. So, you know, they they have they have a decent defense as well. So, and especially if the only person you trotting out there is Scotty Miller. Uh, for Tampa Bay uh, and Brashad Perryman. Don't forget about uh, it. <laughs> don't forget about I don't, it. I don't. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's too good for Tampa against that team. I feel you, and it's crazy because as you talk, I'm. I'm just gonna tell you the same thing you just said, but flip it. I think Tampa could have success running against Green Bay just as much as Green Bay can. Have I don't disagree with that. Yeah, yeah I don't so- disagree with that. Yeah, so if you but, tell me that I got a run game, I know I feel like I can count on Tampa defense more than I can count on Green Bay's defense. Which quarterback do you you trust more though? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Whoever get the whoever get the boost from their supporting cast, that's what quarterback gonna look look gonna look the best that day. Which which one is gonna be that? that I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Which one is that gonna be that? Yeah, I, I think Tom I think it'll be Green Bay. Yeah, I, yeah, I got. You. Um, oh, and the other thing I wanted to ask you was Russell Wilson. 
two games. He ain't looking great. <laughs> is it Russell Wilson? Is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it a mixture of both? What, like, what, what you see going on there? <laughs> Let Russ cook. Why would you pay this man all his money and give up the form to get him here? We're not going to disagree on that. I can tell you that now. We're not going to disagree on, on that point. But outside of, like, yeah, Russ should have, they should have went for that fourth down for Russ. That's easy. Like, we're not going to disagree on that at all. But okay. he hasn't looked good outside yeah. of, in two games, he hasn't looked good in general. Everything is new to him, and I'm not making an excuse for him, but everything is new to Russell Wilson in Denver. These three tight end sets, using three tight ends just to damn begin with, right? Why did they? I told you this before the season started. Why is Melvin Gordon still listed as the starting uh, running back for these folks? Because they still trust that man. Bruh, you got to get that dude up out of there, bro. Russ is no. too, man. Not 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 like gone, but I mean like you got to get Williams the ball more. You got to find. Oh, okay, yeah. You got yeah. to find a way to get him the ball when teams yeah. are low. The teams are so. I think he had what twelve catches for like. 60 yards or something. It was something ridiculous. Like, he had yeah. all those catches for such little yards week one. But all that is just new to Russell Wilson. Like, I don't even like it. To me, they they run in some scheme with Russell Wilson. Like, he's not a proven commodity in the league. Like, let Russ cook. Get him in situations where he can take off if he wants to. We know he's great at extending plays. He's not going to turn the ball over. Like, let Russ cook. I mean, he got... Court and Sutton in the 6364 receiver that's great at pinpointing the ball. You got Jerry Judy. Let Russ cook. You got a deal. So back him up. The only place I'm gonna push back with you here is it's hard for me to believe that Russell Wilson don't have an extreme amount of influence on what's going on out there. It's, it's hard. It's, I can't believe that. Not with not with Nathaniel Hackett. Like I and that's one thing that they expressed during the offseason. Yeah, we working. <clears throat> we're working together. We're, we're doing this together. Like, I'm not about to alleviate the blame from Russ all of a sudden uh, and put it on the first-year head coach. Nah, they in this together. I think he has as much input on that offense as um, Tom has in his or Drew had in his. I think he has that same that same amount of clout and, and respect in, in that huddle. So I think when it comes to the play call and the, the scheme that they run in, that's partly him. He has his hand in that, too. That man is saying the same exact stuff he was saying in Seattle, backing up Pete Carroll, no matter what Pete Carroll go out there with and try. The only difference in, in Russ now is instead of saying go Hawks, he's saying go Broncos. That's it. Well, no, I'm not even talking about the support. I'm talking about before any of this foolishness even, like offseason, like them sitting down doing interviews together, going on. Like, nah, that man, he has way more influence in this offense than he ever had in anything in Seattle. In I mean, any part of anything I, in Seattle. I, I can agree like they, with that. But if I don't think that me, Nathaniel Hackett is the like I think Russell Wilson has enough power and sway over that offense to if he doesn't like something, he can do something else. It's all about timing though, Sid, right? So we saw at the end of a game, we saw a, a head coach for whatever reason runs twenty seconds or more off the clock. And then yeah, that's just bad clock management. Yeah, 100%. And then decides to kick a field goal. Nobody mm-hmm. in America agreed with that. No, me, not 100%. No coach in yep. the NFL, nobody, right? Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that Russell Wilson said, yeah, right here, let's kick it. What, what, Once again, I, I don't, I'm not saying that. I, I, I'm not even referring to that. Like, I'm referring to the that, plays that get called, the schemes that they run it, not that decision. Like, I'm not referring to that. 
No, that was that was one hundred percent the coach. Yeah. I, yeah, that was 100% the coach. But Russ if, backed if, that up. I'm saying he backed that up. He backed it up afterwards. I don't think he went on the sideline and was like, yeah, great call. I think if he, I think there was part of him that if he was another coach, we saw well, Lamar Jackson do it a couple of years ago to Harbaugh, mm-hmm. where Harbaugh was trying to pull him. No, let's go for this. Like, yeah, you got to trust me. Let's go. If yeah. Russ would have done that, they would have went for it. But you, but. Yeah, so I don't... After you run 20 seconds off and you burn a timeout, <laughs> it ain't too much more I can do, see it. Like, I think I think Russ was kind of like, you know what, you you earned this one, so I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> the sideline and let you have this one. Because I played poor, but they're going to pay attention to you messing this up right Absolutely. now. So I'm going to let you go. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm sitting at home like, yeah, they just gonna reset the clock. They had to, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, think yeah. something went wrong or something. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, yeah, but nah, bro. I, I think Russ is gonna be okay. Don't get me wrong. I still think he's yeah. a, a great quarterback. I, mm-hmm. I'm not pressing the panic button just then. I just think they need to get away from this three. It, it sounds good. I get it. It sounds great. We're gonna give you these three complimentary tight ends and 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 two some running backs and you got two guys to throw it to. You got a defense. But Russ needs to be in more space. He needs to yeah. be, get rid of the ball down the field more. Mm-hmm. Not just the knick-knack, uh, dink and dunk balls, two-yard routes to the running back coming out the flats without even looking anywhere else on the field. You're taking away from who he is as a player. Which yeah. Which is plays, the deep ball downfield. He, they have to find a way to to let Russ throw the ball down the field. And whatever yeah. personal group they decide to come out in, we have to allow Russ to pro- go through his progressions and get the ball down the field and make defense play honest. Because right now, everybody's loading the box. Everybody's allowing you to throw these two-yard balls and just making tackles. Yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, not going to overreact to it uh, quite yet, but it, it's surprising to me that that's how he's come out, you know, starting in Denver. So I definitely think he's going to turn it around, but I, it, it's shocking that that's, that's what it's been looking like so far. My biggest concern is they don't have the guy on their coaching staff that we say he's going to figure it out. Like if they would have had some type of guy that was known for offensive geniuses and, and, you know, all this and that, a, a scheme that we know and, you know, something like that, it'll be easy to say, oh, Sean Payton's going to figure that out. Andy Reid, oh, he's going to figure that out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <clears throat> that, I would feel more comfortable, but I don't know that guy yeah. in Denver that's known for that. That's my yeah. concern. And, and, and it may be that guy. We just don't know him yet. You know, it yeah. could be a. <clears throat> it could be a LaFleur situation or something like that to where we're like, uh, is that the guy? Okay. He, he look like you know what he's doing now. So yeah. well, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. You know? A lot of more games. But all right, man, we, we, we've definitely spent enough time on here today catching up over the past <laughs> two weeks. Uh, Man, we got, a, we got another. It's, it's good to have football back. Another weekend of football. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this thing play out. Hopefully we come out of this weekend two and one. Uh, and hopefully we can get back to it next week.